Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. The Twilight Concert Series is wrapping up. The final Salt Lake show is this Friday, Rina Sawayama. Now, I'm all for a group hurrah. But before we lace up to bid summer farewell at the Gallivan Center, let's take the opportunity to answer one of our most listener-raised questions. What are the ground rules of concert etiquette? Last spring, I asked a concert organizer and the voice of our theme music how to be a good fan. It's Thursday, September 21st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Andrea Racine, you are one half of the band Mitochondria, which you are the voice of the CityCast Salt Lake theme song, which I think means that you are actually the voice of CityCast Salt Lake, not me. I don't think so. (laughs) You're the voice. (laughs) It's your show. Well, okay. One of the things that we get listener emails about really often is concert etiquette. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as someone who works in the industry, both putting on shows and being on stage, you are equipped to lay down some ground rules. So let's waste (laughs) no time. Like, let's just lay it out. Like, what are the ground rules of concert etiquette? I think one of the more important things is respecting and listening to the staff that's on site at a show whether it be a festival or if you're at Kilby Court and there's 20 people in the room with you, um, the staff is there to make sure that everything goes smoothly and everyone, you know, stays safe. And if they ask you to do something, if they tell you to move, they're not Mm -hmm. trying to be mean. They're not trying to ruin your fun. They're truly just trying to make sure that, like, things go off as they're meant to. And I think, you know, it's important to respect them. I mean, you should respect staff every single place that you are, no matter (laughs) where you are. But I think um, at a show, particularly because live events, like I said, have so many moving parts. And, you know, our number one concern is just like making sure things happen and stay safe. So listen to the staff that are there. It is weird how there's like this direct relationship between how drunk someone is and how (laughs) assured they are that they know more than the staff on Uh site. Yeah, you know. (laughs) It's that confidence. It's the beer confidence. It's fine. The beer confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, what else? I also think respect the other people that are in the show at the show with you and don't push your way to the front and get mad at people who are in front of you because those people have probably been there since an hour before we open doors, if not more. I've seen people Mm -hmm. waiting outside at like 10 a.m. for a show that doors are at 7 p.m. So those people are committed and they have been really trying to get to the front of that stage. And they've been there all day. And I think, like, respect that. Don't push them out of the way. I think all of this depends on the genre of music that you're listening to and, like, where you are. Obviously, etiquette at a hardcore show is very different than etiquette at an acoustic 
singer-songwriter show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, read the room. If there's a mosh pit and everybody's moshing, by all means, you're allowed to, like, push around people. But even then, there's a limit. Yeah. I mean, there have been times at a concert when I'm the friend who's being pulled to the front by another friend and like kind of whipping your head around and apologizing Mm -hmm. to everyone like, sorry, excuse me, sorry. And then there've also been times when I'm the friend that's like pulling someone else to the front. What I'm saying is I've pushed my way to the front before. (laughs) Listen, I've probably done done it in my life as well. I'm not exempt. For some reason, I feel like when you're outside too, like in my mind, I'm like the rules about like who's at the front and who's in the back. As soon as we take the roof off of the building, (laughs) suddenly I'm like, it's different. I understand. Listen, one year I went to Bonnaroo and literally fell asleep in front of the stage because it was the only shaded (laughs) space. And that's the only reason I was at the front of the stage. I didn't care that much about the band. I just happened to wake up and the crowd had formed around me. So every experience is different. Outside... A lot more goes, it feels like. I like to think you were at like the offspring or something. <laughs> like it was like a really heavy crowd. It and was you just, were just so snoozing. hot. Okay, a big one that I think probably what people mean when they email us and say, can you do a show about concert etiquette is talking. A concert's not a movie, but also they're not that different. What are the rules around talking? Just a good rule of thumb is probably if you're in the front five rows and a band is playing, don't talk. I think this depends on the genre of music. There are much louder shows than others. But I think, you know, for the most part, if you're in the back corner having a beer, chilling with your friends, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking. But I do think it's it's like a gal and a guitar and she's just singing some tunes and you're just chatting the whole way. I do think, um, I think that's a little rude. But again, I've been shushed. I've had the experience of talking during the show And I was the bad concert goer at that one. And uh, it was a very quiet show. And I did not know the music very well. And the people who did know the music were not not pleased. But I was embarrassed. And I don't want to be shushed again. It doesn't feel good. So did you weave your way like away from that person? Yes. I actually think (laughs) I went to the patio on at Urban Lounge because I was like, I'm going to keep talking and no one will shush me outside, which is a great alternative, you know? you're at a show and there's there's always somewhere you can get away that's not in the crowd no matter what venue you're at just yeah go to that place where there's less people unless i feel like you're like i love this song yeah if you're like this is my favorite song absolutely but also this goes hand in hand with that don't sing louder than the band if you okay, love the song uh, that was gonna be my next <laughs> question because have you ever been on stage and heard someone singing so loudly along to you that you're like wait a minute I have not heard it too loud. We, mitochondria, we mostly play like upbeat dance music. Mm -hmm. The more noise people are making, the more fun we have. You know, I saw Vanessa Carlton recently, you know, iconic. She's a superstar. Yes. And, you know, her hits. Everyone was singing along, but there was maybe, you know, a few people a little too loud. And I get it. Yeah. It's been your favorite song for 20 years. You want to sing along, Mm -hmm. but be quieter than Vanessa, you know? Be quieter than (laughs) Vanessa Carlton. (laughs) That is a good... That's just a good rule of thumb in life. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Be quieter than Vanessa Carlton. She has the spotlight. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. 
Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's hot cross buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, what else is on the list? Anything else in terms of concert etiquette that comes to mind? I mean, I think one big thing, and this probably applies more to festivals than club shows and concerts, I would say, but always being respectful of the artists themselves. I think a lot of people get really hyped on, let's say you're walking, if you're walking around Kilby Block Party and you happen to see your favorite musician walking around through the crowd, just don't forget Mm -hmm. that they're a person. And I think a lot of times... We treat celebrity like they're not people, but they are. They're probably walking through the crowd for the same reason you are. They want to hear the music. They want to drink a beer and enjoy the day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying hi, I loved your set, I love your music, etc. to an artist, to a band, whomever. But I do think be respectful of their time. Don't monopolize their time. They're also just there to hang out. And don't be mean. If you don't like a band yeah. and you see them walking around, don't be rude to them either. The don't hijack their time point is so important, I think. Also because, like, just because an artist is famous doesn't mean we're paying them to be on the clock 24-7. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that, it feels like we've decided that's the equation with fame, but it's not quite right. Like, when they're on stage, their job is to perform Mm -hmm. for you. When that performance is over, it is not their job to perform for you anymore. That could mean not being amused by you. (laughs) Yeah. Most artists, in my experience, are very kind, polite people that when talking to fans, they never really shut the conversation down. They're very polite. But I think a lot of people take that as, oh, my God, my favorite artist loves me and just wants to talk to me all day. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, they're happy to say hello, but... They don't want to talk to you all day. They want to go hang out with their friends also and go enjoy yeah. the show. Okay, this is like a really silly question, but it's it's one that I can't resist asking you again because you like spend time on stage performing. <laughs> I feel like it's so often, especially in dancey crowds, that everyone in the audience wants to get the artist's attention in some way. And that means that they often shout on stage or like shout towards the stage what are like the best shouts and the worst (laughs) shouts like what should we be shouting that's like energizing but like what should we not shout I'm all about shouting some woos I I think woo (laughs) girls are fun and I think that it hypes up the whole audience everybody wants to woo and scream along there's not really a bad time to just cheer and shout and let it out 
I do think there's probably some bad things to shout. There have been experiences, not for me being on stage, but in an audience or working with a band where you hear inappropriate stuff getting shouted Mm. from the crowd, like, you know, sexualizing the artist, things like that, which I would say just Mm -hmm. generally avoid. I mean, you don't need to like holler and tell someone you think they're really hot and they should take their shirts off. Like, it's just inappropriate. Would you say that just like, Someone working at the grocery store? Probably not. So don't tell it, say it mm-hmm. to somebody working just because they're on stage. Yeah. Is it most commonly like men sexualizing women on stage and shouting things? Or is that like not necessarily how it plays out? That definitely happens. But I honestly think a lot more times it's men who are the artists being sexualized more just because I think there's less of a stigma mm. towards the sexualization of men as a whole. Like women, it's like this is like a wildly large conversation and you know an over simplification mm-hmm. on my end but like there's so much that goes into like discussing objectifying women and the sexualization of women across culture and it definitely happens all the time but i think a lot of people especially like if you're like an, an indie hipster music crowd like people aren't going to take well to that and i think there's much less of that like defense of male celebrities, whether they be musicians or athletes or actors, it's culturally more acceptable to sexualize them. And that doesn't make it any better to do just because there's less of a stigma towards it. I might be discussing this completely incorrectly, but that's just from my experience. I've certainly been in shows before where like women in the audience were screaming at like a guitar player to take off their shirt or whatever. Like everyone just gets hype and it's like, well, wait a minute. Like that's not the social contract here. Mm-hmm. Like the agreement is we bought a ticket for them to play their guitar. Like this is not Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> You're at the wrong show. Magic Mike <laughs> would be fun, but that's not where we are right now. If it was Magic Mike, go for it, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have any horror stories from being on stage from like bad audience behavior, you or your sister? I don't from being on stage, but my sister, Katya, the other half of Mitochondria, who's also in a group around town called Pixie and the Party Grass Boys. I've heard of them. Oh, have you heard of them? They're just a little (laughs) old band. Nobody really knows. She told me a tale of uh, one time she was playing a show and they they were doing a cover of that Vanga Boys song, I think. Uh, We we like to party. We like to party. Uh And they had already played it in their set and a very intoxicated fan came late to their set and between every pause, whether it be between songs or like during a solo, he was just shouting out, we like to party, wanting them to play it. Uh, but they had already played it. So he just continuously- <laughs> Oh my God, that's so frustrating. <laughs> continuously was requesting a song that he had just missed by showing up to the show late. So if you show up to the show late, don't ask for oh a song because they maybe played it first. Again, yeah. back to Vanessa Carlton. She played, I think she played A Thousand Miles or what? She played one of her biggest hits first. And then yeah. everyone who came a little late missed the biggest hit. It's like, you never know. Be on time. Be on time or be late and be quiet. Yeah. If you're late, just hang out in the back. Don't push your way to the front and enjoy the show. Yeah. Okay. Before I let you go, I do want to ask you to rank Salt Lake audiences on a scale of one to 10. Oh. And again, this is for all the people that I feel like Think of us as being poorly behaved audiences. You've been on both sides of it. 10 being like, we're divine. 
dream audience everyone wants to play here one being like we are the sloppiest <laughs> it makes booking harder for all of the different companies in town um okay so from my experience on stage i would say a 10 but that's also because i play in a little local band and yeah you know half of our audiences are like my friends so i love having mm-hmm. them there um but i would i would rank them high i i would say across the board like an eight, like a seven and a half or an eight. Cause I do know from a lot of touring bands, I, we do get feedback that like people are just always really, really hyped when they come through. Uh, people buy a lot of merch here. They get, they're really engaged and they really like to like enjoy the music. I can say though, I have a friend, uh, a good friend who's in a touring really hardcore show band. And he said that um, uh, regularly the scariest and craziest shows that he plays throughout his tours are Salt Lake. And I don't mean scariest in like he's afraid. It's just like, wow, those kids are really moshing. Mm-hmm. Those are real hardcore kids. So mm-hmm. depending on how you rank that, that might be like a 10 too, because they're really committed. You got <laughs> to read the room. Genre. I would say on average, like an eight. I think we're, I think we're a, good, a good place. We're passing. Mm-hmm. B's and C's get degrees. <laughs> Andrea Racine, half of the band Mitochondria, creators of our theme song and artist relations manager for SNS. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Listen up if you want tickets to Rina Sawayama this Friday night at the Gallivan Center. They're 10 bucks and still available. I dropped a link in the show notes for you. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.